Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome into another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley. If you are new here, welcome in. I cannot wait to spend uh, this day with you, whether you are walking or driving in the car, or maybe you're listening as you're doing things around the house. I am super excited to talk about today's topic. And if you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Um, now, one thing I wanted to say before we dive in is if you like this episode, if you get something out of it, or if you've gotten something out of some of the past episodes, if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot, sharing it on social media, or rating and reviewing the podcast, that would be incredible. That would help me out so, 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 so much. Um, the ratings and the reviews help to get this information out to as many other people as possible. And that is one of my goals with this podcast, because if you haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes, I really wanted to figure out a way to help music teachers make more money, to change their lives, to impact people's businesses for the positive, okay? And one of my larger goals with this podcast is to do that on a larger scale and to help people charge what they're worth and increase the livelihood of their business and just impact their lives in an overall positive way so that you can live the way you want to live and have your business support you in doing that and not feel like you are chasing after something you can't get, not feel like you uh, have a business that's running your life or that you are kind of like beholden to, but the other way around. So if you wouldn't mind, it just takes a quick second to give the podcast a certain number of stars. And then if you have a couple minutes, you can even write something out. That would be incredible. Okay, today we are going to be talking about how to set prices in your business so that you hit your income goals. Now, this is one of the most common questions that I get. How do I set prices? How much should I charge for lessons? What should I charge for this digital course or for these group classes, etc.? And there are so many unhelpful things that you can think about, so many unhelpful paths that you can take when you are trying to decide how much to charge for something or how to set a price. And so I wanted to break that down. And then I also wanted to give you some, some things or some questions more specifically that you could ask that will help you find a more healthy path and a more lucrative path to the price, the price point that you should charge. So in this episode, we're going to go through it in two parts. And in the first part, I'm going to, I'm going to give you three questions that I want you to not ask yourself. These are questions that when I'm coaching clients and when I'm having conversations with teachers and other business owners, these are the questions that our minds naturally gravitate towards when we are trying to set a price. Okay. I would say every single person that I've ever had a conversation with about price has asked one of these three questions. These three questions are not helpful. They will not help you set a price that is authentic to you and the kind of life that you want to live. And actually most often when people ask these questions, it leads you to undervalue yourself and undervalue your services or your products. Okay. So we're going to go through those three questions that I do not want you to ask. And then we are going to th go through three questions that you can ask 
Okay. And these are three questions that I would ask you if we were working together. These are three questions that I ask myself when I price my services and my products and my courses and things like that. And these are three questions that are going to help you get to the heart of the answer that is likely to actually help you hit your income goals. Okay. They are more difficult questions to ask. They're a little bit scarier, but they are overall much better questions. Okay. So let's dive in. So these are questions, like I said, these are the questions you are not going to ask. And these are questions that everybody asks. <laughs> so the first one, the first question that I do not want you to ask, it's a very tempting line of thinking. It's a very tempting way to think about pricing, but I do not want you to ask what will people pay? Okay. Because the answer is you have no idea. You can never predict what people will pay for something. And when people are setting prices for lessons or for courses, one of the things that I'll often hear them say is like, well, that's, I think people will see that price and they will think it's too expensive. Yeah, maybe, maybe not, but you don't actually know because none of us has a crystal ball, right? And if you do, I want to know about it. So message me. None of us has to, has a crystal ball and none of us can mind read. And yes, if you had like a research team, if you were like a fortune 500 company and you had a research team that could do actual like scientific data proven research on groups of like a hundred thousand people or more, sure, you could poll and you could do some studies and you might have the answer to what people will pay. But as a small business owner and probably a solopreneur or a small team company, we do not have the resources to figure out what people will pay. And mind reading is going to lead to you undervaluing yourself always. Okay. This answer, when you, when you actually ask yourself that question of what people pay, there are way too many variations and variables for us to know, right? Because it really depends on the product. How much value are you providing? What is your target audience? What are the people that are already in your audience? And it doesn't, honestly, none of those questions matter at this stage in the game, because almost always when people ask this question, it just leads them to price their, themselves way too low. But I can tell you that I've been there and I've done this too. And I've asked myself this question and I've experimented a lot with pricing, especially when it comes to selling digital products. Um, and I can tell you that cheaper is not better. Cheaper does not equal more sales. Okay. And one of the things that I will frequently share with my clients is that I have priced products at $27. So cheap, so cheap that I would think that like every single person would buy it. And I have priced things at $3,000. And you know what? I've had the same number of people buy both of those things. Okay. And so there's so many variables when it comes to pricing. And the other thing I'd like to point out here, and we're not going to go too far on this tangent because this is a different tangent, not as related to this episode, but is price communicates value also. Okay. And so cheap doesn't necessarily communicate high value or worth the money, or I'm going to get a result. And so I personally know from experience that it can actually be harder to sell quote unquote cheaper things sometimes. Okay. So do not try to mind read. Do not ask yourself, what will people pay? Because you don't know. You have no idea. There will be people that would pay one that will only be willing to pay $1 or only be willing to get your services. If they were free, there will be people that would pay. I bet you five times more than you think you could ever charge for something. All right. You do not know what people will pay. So don't even ask the question. It's going to be a waste of your time, energy, and resources. The second question I do not want you to ask is what are other people charging? And this one I could see people hearing and getting really upset because I've shared this opinion with teachers before and I've, I've uh, definitely ruffled some feathers, but 
one of the common pieces of advice, and I've even given people this advice in pedagogy classes that I've taught. One of the common pieces of advice that you'll get when you are first starting out teaching or when you move is to look around and see what other people are charging. Okay. So like maybe Google some other piano teachers in your area and see what they're charging. Maybe look up some other online courses and see what they are charging. I hate this very, very much. And while I do think there is a time and a place to potentially do a tiny bit of research on what other courses are going for, what other people are charging for lessons, I think 99% of the time, again, this leads to people undervaluing themselves because you are making a huge choice. In fact, when it comes to income and when it comes to your goals about your business and like how much you want to make per year or how much you want to make per launch, that is a hugely personal number right? That is the difference between you having the kind of life that you want to, you being able to provide for your family or your kids or your side income. It's a hugely personal choice. Why would you make that choice based off of what someone else is doing? Okay. I would say that that like reminds me of when I was a teenager and like the very common lesson that I think my parents were really drilling into my head. And also like, you know, you were learning from adults at school and things was like, don't make choices because of peer pressure. Do not make choices because of peer pressure, especially if those choices are things that you wouldn't authentically do, right? Like, and you know, at that time of my life, it was like, don't do drugs, even if your friends are, or even if other kids are doing it, don't do it. We don't give into peer pressure. And I think the same thing is true of choices. Do not give into peer pressure. If you have a number in your mind of what you wanna charge and you look around you and you see that everyone else in your area is charging less than you, how is it gonna make you feel? What choices are you gonna make when you see that information? You're probably going to say like, oh, dang, I can't charge as much as I wanted to. And you're going to undervalue yourself. And, and on the flip side of that, if you are charging too low and you look around and you see that everyone else is charging higher than you, you might raise your prices. But more often I see that as like a, I see people get even more solidified on what they're doing. Like they're like, oh yeah, okay, great. I'm going to undercut everyone else and I'm going to charge low. And it's not good for the entire industry. Okay. It doesn't matter what other people are charging. Do not make choices that affect your life in such a profound way based on what everyone else is doing. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say on that. I feel like I could go on and on about that, but I'm gonna stop there. Number three, the third question that I do not want you to ask is, will people think this is too much? And I know this sounds kind of similar to number one, but it's a little bit different because number one is really trying to mind read like what people will pay, what number people will pay, which leads to undervaluing. Number three, will people think this too, is too much? This generally isn't as much about the actual price. This is more about the fear of judgment that you're going to get from other people when they see your price. Okay. And so almost always people ask this question from a place of fear. And from a place of, I don't believe that I'm worthy to charge this much, or I don't see the value in my own product or service enough to believe that this amount is warranted. Okay. And so this question stems a lot more from fear as opposed to from like this space of trying to mind read and trying to like strategize about what you think people will pay. Now, what I have to say about this one is that yes, yes, people will think it's too much. It doesn't matter how much you charge. I've, <laughs> I have done free events, people. I have done free events where people give me bad feedback and they say, I mean, not very often, this has only happened one or twice, but where they literally don't pay anything and they still complain when they are done. And they still say like, why did you make me attend this thing? This was a waste of my time, da, 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 da. 
And I can't help but internally laugh a little bit because it's a free event. Like they didn't even pay for it and they still don't see the value in it. And so if you are setting a price, it doesn't matter what your price is. Yes, there are some people in the world that will think it is too much. Okay. So knowing that and just knowing that regardless of what you charge, people will think it is too much. Not all people, but yes, people will. Then you can just let go of that. Let go of the judgment. It doesn't matter what other people think about your prices. Okay. The only thing that matters is that you can communicate the value of what you are pricing to the point that people see the value in it and they're willing to pay it. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if five people or 10 people or 100 people see the price and think it's too much, as long as you have people that are seeing the price and seeing the value and they're still willing to pay the price. Okay. So it doesn't matter if people think it's too much. That will happen, especially if you are pricing things fairly. People will see it and some people will balk at your prices. And this used to be for me a thing that was really terrifying is like people would see it and say, oh, like that's way too expensive. And my heart would flutter. And I would immediately go to like, okay, should I send them a discount code? Or maybe I can make an exception this one time. And I'd like go down all of these little paths about how I could like make it work for them or adjust my prices. And if you are in a place where you are doing this, oof, it feels yucky. It feels yucky and it never leads to good outcomes. I have, I can pretty confidently say that I've never discounted something and had it lead to me accepting like a really wonderful client that sticks around for the long term and provides a lot of value to my life. Okay. Now scholarships. Yes. When someone genuinely can't afford something and they still have the desire to learn a thousand percent. I offer scholarships. I offer free courses. Yes. That is something that I truly believe in. But when you just discount your service to get the sale because you're worried about the person walking away, that's a different energy and it never leads to good things. Okay. So yes, people will think it's too much. It doesn't matter. Keep going with what you think. All right. So now, um, let's go ahead and we're going to dive into the questions that I do want you to ask. Okay. So these are questions that are going to get you to better answers to answers that are much more likely to help you set your prices in a way so that you actually hit your income goals. Now, one little side note that I just wanted to mention before we dive into the questions that I want you to ask is I have never encountered someone charging too much for piano lessons. I have never seen someone selling a music related course that I have considered to be a lot of money. Okay. And that's not because I have endless amounts of money. That's because I think as a whole in our industry, most people are severely undervaluing themselves and their products and their services, and it doesn't help anyone. Okay. So this is, I'm talking about coaching clients when I take on coaching clients and they're like, well, I'm already charging a lot. And then they tell me the number and I'm like, no, 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 that, no, we can still raise your prices. This is when I've been doing quote unquote market, market research. This is when I've been seeking out other music business courses or coaching. I have never encountered someone that is charging what I consider to be a lot of money. And in fact, 99% of the time when I see people's prices, I'm like, oh wow, that's less than I thought it was going to be. Okay. So there's that. The only person that I have ever encountered that was charging what I consider to be a lot of money is my current business coach. And guess what? I still paid it. It was still worth it to me. The value of what she was providing was worth that amount of money. So even when I saw her price and I thought, oh my gosh, that's so much money. I don't know if I can afford that. I figured out how to make it work because I wanted her coaching that much. Okay. All right. So let's go into the questions that you can ask instead of the three questions we already talked about. So the first question that I want you to ask is actually from like a much more tactical mindset. Okay. This is much more strategy based. 
I want you to actually ask yourself how much money you want to make. And I want you to do some math. Okay. And this is not fun. I hate math. So this is not where my brain wants to go, but it's a very helpful place to go because let's say that you're in a situation where you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year from teaching. Okay. And you can only teach 25 hours a week. Maybe you have kids and you need to be with your kids for the other hours, or maybe you have another business with your family. doesn't matter. You can only teach 25 hours a week and you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, okay. So the first thing we should talk about is like, the fact that if you're bringing if you're if you're bringing in a hundred thousand dollars a year, it's not necessary. You're not going to be taking home all of that because there are taxes and operation fees and all of that kind of stuff. But let's get rid of all of that for a second. And let's say you want your business to be bringing in a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you can you can teach twenty five hours a week. Okay, so there are fifty two hour or sorry fifty two weeks in a year. Which if you're working twenty five hours a week, and I know you're not going to be working every week, but we're going to set your price in a different way. That's thirteen hundred hours. Okay, and I suggest that you you factor in all the weeks of the year and then you set your price to like a set amount each month and you charge that amount every month regardless of how many lessons there are because that's a way easier way for you to do it as a business owner. That's a way easier way for your clients to budget for the lessons and it's also way more fair because you get paid vacation and you get sick days and you still take home the same amount of money. And I, I think I dive into that a lot more on earlier episodes, um, but we're gonna just assume you're charging that way. Okay, so there's 52 weeks in a a year, which is 1300 hours, which means you need to be charging approximately $77 an hour. However, you're not actually going to be billing people per hour. You're going to take that times 4.33, which is the number of weeks in in a, sorry, yeah, the number of weeks in a month. And that's about $333 a month. Okay, if you charged $333 a month for all 12 months of the year, and you had 25 people that you were doing with that 25 hour lessons a week, that would equal about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. So easy peasy. You've got your number right there. And then it's about not saying I can't charge that much. It's about figuring out, okay, if that's a significantly higher number than what I'm charging right now, how do I get there? Cause you can't take on more students, right? Because you're maxed out at 25 hours a week. So how do you provide enough value that you can charge $330 a month, every month for the year, that for 25 people, okay? And that is a much simpler problem to solve for. And that is something that you can figure out, okay? It might take some creative thinking, but believing that it's possible and letting your brain get to work in your subconscious about some ideas of like how you could potentially make, like charge that much every single month, you're going to yield better answers to the question, all right? Now let's, we can do it another way too. So let's say you wanna launch a course. Okay, or a program or something. And let's say that you want to launch this course and you want it to make $5,000 the first time around. So take a couple of different price points and map out how many you would have to sell, Um, depending on how big your audience is, depending on how many people you're going to put this course in front of, you're going to be able to make some choices. So let's say you want to make $5,000 from the launch and you're going to charge $97 for the course or the ebook or the digital download or whatever it is. You would need to sell 52 of them at $97. Okay. So how many people are going to see this offer? A hundred, 10,000. That's because, you know, the likelihood you can kind of run the numbers on like how many people will buy based on how many people will see it. Um, I don't personally put a lot of weight into those numbers, but you can see like, okay, well, if I only have 20 students and even if every single one of them downloads this and I send it to all my friends and family and some of them download it, I, there's like not really a way I'm going to get to 52 people. Then, you know, you need a higher price point. 
if you want to make $5,000 from the course and you charge $297, you only would need to sell 16 of them. Okay. So do some math and then you can use the math to guide you towards your goal. Now, I don't like to, one little caveat that I'm going to say is I don't like to use the math to go in the other direction. Okay. I only want you to use the math and to run the math to help you know that you can get there. So don't see the number and think to yourself, that's impossible. I can't do it. I should just give up right now. Okay. Don't do that. Keep your income goal in mind. And when you see the number, maybe crunch some other numbers. If it seems impossible, maybe consider raising the price, maybe consider what other things you could add value wise that wouldn't add a lot of time to your schedule. So one of the things that I'll recommend to teachers that want to raise their prices a lot is like, what could you add on a monthly basis that would significantly increase the value of what you're offering, but it wouldn't take a lot of your time. So maybe you could add a monthly performance class or a monthly group class, or maybe you could add like a digital side to your lessons where once a month you record a 10 minute video that your students get access to. And this is like an extra lesson that they get. You could use that lesson for makeup lessons. You could also use it eventually, um, like after 12 months, you'd have like a little library. So when new students were coming in, it would be a huge value because they'd have this little on-demand library of lessons that they could access. What is something that you could add that would be valuable? A student of the month, a monthly newsletter, um, maybe discounts on, maybe you work it out where like you get discounts on keyboards and sheet music from a local music store and then you can pass those discounts along to your students. Something that you could add that's highly valuable that doesn't take more of your time, okay? All right, we're not gonna go too deep into that because that's not the point of this episode. So run the math and then use the results of the math to help yourself think creatively about how to get there. Okay, the second question that I do want you to ask is what do you want to charge? Okay. And when you ask yourself this question, I want you to remove all of the limiting beliefs. So again, we're not thinking about what we think people will pay. We're not thinking about if people will think it's too much. We're not thinking about what other people are charging. What number gets you excited? Okay. What number pops into your head as something that you're like, Ooh, could I charge that much? And it maybe even scares you a little bit because it's more than you think you could charge, but it gets you really, 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 really excited. The very first time that this ever happened to me, I, I will share with you, I was meeting with, um, with Eric Branner, who is the creator of Fonz. And this was years ago when I was considering starting to use Fonz. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Fonz, because that changed my business and my life. Um, but I was meeting with him for like a little demo. He was going to show me how Fonz worked. And, um, we were, I don't even remember how we were talking about it, but he looked at me and he was like, you should just double your prices. And I was already, I mean, I was already advocating for music teachers to be charging more. I was already charging pretty much like at the top rate of what I, what, what was quote unquote, the norm in my area. Right. And he just, with a straight face was like, you should just double your prices. Why not? And I was like, that's, crazy. But a part of me got really excited internally when he said that. And we kind of talked through it. And I was like, well, it's already December. Like I wouldn't be able to give my students that much notice. And he was like, so just do it, just do it. And we kind of talked about it. And like what I would have maybe talked myself out of, because it seemed crazy. He was kind of like, so convicted about it that I was like, I mean, okay. Like, I guess I, I guess I, I guess I could do that. Like I, I could. Right. And it got me really excited and it made me nervous. And that was, I think, the first time in my business that I had had that combination 
where something was equally as exciting and, and it made me nervous, but I knew that the nerves were actually because I was really excited because if I could do that, if I could just double my rates, my life would be significantly different. Right. And I could see that. And that made me wildly excited. It pushed me in a way and motivated me in a way that I, I had no idea. So when you think about what you want to charge, I want you to think about not the bad questions, not the questions I don't want you to ask. What gets you excited? What's a number that you're like, ooh, could I do it? Okay. And I challenge you to set a number. You can even send me the price in message me on Instagram. DM me, DM me. I'm Ashley Young Music Studio. DM me on Instagram and tell me what your price is just to test if I will be shocked, just to test if you will be the one person, the one music teacher that I encounter that I say, oh wow, that's a lot of money. Okay. Because the number that gets you excited, I bet is still not a crazy number. I bet it's still not a number that is out of this world. Now, one thing that I like to, to do when I'm thinking about like what I want to charge. So yes, there's a number that gets you excited. And then once you get out of that little dreamy state and you're like, okay, but really, what am I going to charge? I like to, I'm going to share this with you. This is, um, it's not embarrassing. This is just like authentically who I am. I lay on my living room floor. I close my eyes. I set a timer for 10 minutes. I do some deep breathing and I clear my head. Okay. And I kind of meditate. And then at the end of that meditation section se session, I ask myself, what should I charge? And usually a number pops into my head immediately. Okay. And sometimes it's a number that got me really excited. Sometimes it's a number that's close to that, but that is what I do. And when you get really quiet and you ask yourself what you want to charge and you do it from a space with a clear head, not from fear, not from anxiety, not from those unhealthy questions that we already talked about, you will get a number. Okay. And I think that honoring what you want and honoring what you think is best is one of the most empowering things you can do as a business owner is just listen to yourself and listen to what you think is right and what you think you should do. Okay. There is so much noise on the internet. I mean, even in this podcast, I give, I give you advice, right? And I'm doing this from a genuinely, like, I want to help you. And I want to help you like help impact your life in a positive way. But at the end of the day, go quiet and ask yourself what you want, because Every single person you ask is going to give you a different number. You can Google and you can find any answer you want, right? You can find evidence to support why you should be charging $7 a month for lessons. You could find evidence that's going to tell you why you should be charging any number. You can find any evidence to support anything you want to support on the internet. So ask yourself and go deep and get quiet and then honor that and see what happens because you'll either learn that you need to charge more or you'll learn that maybe, sure, maybe this price point was a little bit too high, but you'll honor yourself and you'll give yourself a chance to learn those lessons. And I think that that's one of the most valuable things that we can do as humans is just try it and learn from it and adjust and keep going. Don't give up. Okay, the third question that I want you to ask is um, what is your long-term plan? Okay, so you're going to think about the future and what is the goal, the overall goal of your business and how does this offer or service fit into that longer term goal? A lot of times people will set their prices and like not even think about 
what this means for them in a year. And I've been guilty of this too. I've totally been guilty of this. Um, I'll share with you one thing that I did is like, at one point I got rid of a monthly payment plan option for casual to confident. And I only sold like the year in advance for a couple of launches that I did. And sure, that was really exciting because the large chunk was there in that one month, but I didn't really think about the longer term implication of the fact that I wouldn't have those renewing subscriptions every month and what that would mean for the future months. And that was, a hugely short-sighted decision, right? That I, that I then learned from and then I changed going forward. And so how does what you're doing right now fit into your long-term plan? One thing, a common example that I know I've given on the podcast before is um, when people say that they want to make more money and teach less and they charge not as much as they should. And what this leads to every time is you needing to take on a higher number of students to reach your income goal which actually results in you teaching more than you want to and making less than you want to, okay? And so if you think about like, let's go back to our previous example, if you wanna make $100,000 a year and you need to charge $330 a month in order to be working 25 hours a week, if you make a choice that you're only gonna charge $250 a month, you're gonna to have to teach more than 25 hours a week to get to that goal or you're not gonna reach your goal, right? And it's very simple. And I see people making this choice time and time again, where they just say, I'm going to charge less than I want to charge, even though I have this income goal, and therefore I will not hit my goal, or I'm going to teach more hours than I want to teach. And similarly to what I shared with my little meeting with Eric Branner from Fonz, if like one of the things that I will often ask clients and that I've said on this podcast before is what would happen if you would double your rates right now? What would happen if you doubled your rates? Half your students would likely quit and don't place a judgment on that. Is that good or is that bad? If, if you love all of your students and you're teaching the perfect amount of time and you want to be teaching as much as you're teaching right now, then yes, maybe that's a negative thing. But if you have students in your studio that are draining you of energy that you don't ultimately want to be teaching, and if you want to be teaching half as much as you're teaching right now, and you were to double your prices and half your students quit, guess what? You're making the same amount of money with half the hours. And I think that that's like, it's crazy because it just goes to show that you can look at a piece of information and think two wildly different things about it. Because usually when I say that people, their face goes white and they're like, that's crazy. Like half my students would quit. That would be awful. And yes, maybe it would be, but would it be? <laughs> and you obviously have to answer that question for yourself. But what happens when I walk people through this exercise is that oftentimes people are like, oh, well, actually, I don't know that it would be because, you know, I like. I love teaching. I love the majority of my students, but there are some students that I know are not a fit and I keep teaching them because it's hard to get rid of them. And raising your prices would maybe be a great way for you to naturally weed out some of those people. Okay. So anyway, we're thinking of the larger term picture. So some questions that you can ask when you're thinking about the larger, larger picture or the long-term goals, um, whether it's an offer like a course or a recurring service like lessons, is it something that you plan to raise the price of every year? And if so, how much? Is it something that has a time limit, right? Like you can't put more than a certain number of hours a week into this thing. Um, is it something you're going to sell forever or is it something that you really want to phase out after a couple of years? And all of these questions can help illuminate different pricing strategies, right? If it's something that I'm gonna raise the price on every year, I could actually map out how much I'm going to raise it and I could literally set my income for the next X number of years. And it gives me like having those numbers gives me a marketing plan or like a, an exact number of people I need to get into that program or into those lessons and the exact retention number I need so that I can hit those income goals every single year. If it's something that you know you want to phase out, like let's say you're in the process of creating digital products 
and you want to phase out your private lessons, well, then that gives you a lot of information. Like, first of all, how much are your private lessons making you right now? And what number do you need to replace? And how can you either sell more of those digital products or services um, and phase out lessons to reach those numbers? Okay, so think about the longer picture. Don't just make a choice based off of fear or based off of what works for you this month. Think about how it factors in the long term. Vision for your business, vision for your life, taking into account how many hours you want to be working, how much money you want to be making, and the reality of like how much time it takes to create things. Okay, how much time and energy does it actually take you to onboard a new student? How much time and energy does it actually take you to launch a product? A digital product. Okay. I think sometimes people look and they say like, Oh, she's selling courses like that takes so much less time. And yeah, I don't, I don't teach privately anymore, but I spend mm, a little less time, but a good amount of time writing emails, figuring out how to do marketing the correct way, creating content, all of that kind of stuff. And so like, it's not just that, Oh, if I come up with a download, it's going to sell on autopilot. I'm going to be able to replace all of my income. That's not how it works. You have to really map out how long it's actually going to take you to market things, to hit those numbers. All right, everybody, this has been a great episode. I really enjoyed talking about all of this stuff with you. And I hope that you walk away with something really tangible and some better questions to ask so that you can actually reach your income goals um, with whatever it is that you are trying to sell in your business. Now, like I asked in the beginning, if you wouldn't mind rating the podcast, writing a quick review, that would be awesome. I also have uh, two coaching spots available. Okay. And so there's a link in the description of the podcast. If you want to really get yourself set up for success for the new year, um, January and September are like the biggest months that you can take on new students, um, that you can sell digital products, that you can launch things. If you are interested in getting really in shape for the new year and you want to make changes and you want to scale and streamline so that your business works for your life, go ahead and reach out using the contact info in the show notes. Um, I have two spots open as of the time of me recording this episode, and I know that they will likely be gobbled up by the first week in November or so. So get in on that. I would love to hear from you and love to see if it's a fit for us to work together. All right, everybody, have an amazing week and we will talk soon. Hey there, thank you for being here. I love connecting with you every single week. And one of my favorite parts of connecting with you is actually getting to know you. I created a free community for business-minded piano teachers to come together every single week, connect and learn even more tangible strategies for business streamlining and scaling. You can join using the link in the show notes and I can't wait to get to know you.